Trash Talk. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Trash Talk. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Mike Singletary. Did you hear last year when Aaron Rodgers scored against the Bears, he told the fans, I own you? I, I think if someone would have said that while we were playing, I, I would have thought something wrong with this person. Earlier on the show, host of ESPN's First Take, Stephen A. Smith. Still to come. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Plus actor Wyatt Russell. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Stephen A. Smith in hour number one, making his way east from San Francisco. The NBA Finals now all knotted at one game apiece. It's the best of five, three of the next five in Boston. We've got uh, Michael Chiklis, the man who played uh, Red Auerbach in winning time. He's on the show tomorrow. It'll be a great time. At this very hour tomorrow, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is going to be here in the studio. Nice. and. You know, uh, we were, we were up 2 0 for that, but that's okay. <laughs> that's one, all right. One, 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 you, you got, <laughs> one, one, you got your pound of flesh, Christopher, heading, uh, heading east. You just want that split anyway. Uh, so. The actor Wyatt Russell and the new FX show Under the Banner of Heaven. He'll be joining us in studio hour number three, but we say hello right now at the top of hour number two to the guy who kicks off the NBC Sports on Peacock, uh, Lollapalooza, every single day um, with Pro Football Talk Live. He's the PFT Live. Uh, and he's a must-follow at Pro Football Talk on Twitter, and his new book, Playmakers, is still available where all books are sold. Mike Florio on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing? Hey, Mike? Rich. I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Well, I mean, during the commercial break uh, at the end of uh, hour number one, um, I read, uh, I guess, the relevant material in the 24th, 24th civil lawsuit that's been filed against uh, Deshaun Watson, and again, I know uh, innocent until proven guilty, and he says that there is nothing to see here, essentially, and there were no criminal charges filed. Uh, I, I do want to, for due diligence, say that, but I'm appalled and disgusted by what I read, and I'm wondering what what is what do you think is happening now that um, you know the league is investigating him or is uh, through with its investigation or close to the end of the investigation, and there's still more civil suits being put out there. Well, Rich, I think in some respects the tide of public opinion took a negative turn against Deshaun Watson to the extent that members of the jury of the court of public opinion weren't already on that, that side. When Rusty Harden, who represents Deshaun Watson, said on Houston Radio Friday, basically there's no crime in having a massage become a sexual encounter. There's no crime in trying to make it happen. There's no crime, therefore... Deshaun Watson did nothing wrong. Now, he didn't pin it together that clearly, but given the context, it was obvious what he was saying, downplaying this idea that if Deshaun Watson did indeed get massages lined up with the hope that they would become sexual encounters and actively tried to make that happen, there's nothing wrong, everything's fine, no problem. I think the reaction to that suggested to me that people are starting to realize the evidence could be overwhelming as it relates to the pattern, the practice, and the habit. And this is the thing that jumped out from the first page of the new lawsuit, the 24th lawsuit filed against Deshaun Watson. The notion that Watson seeks out random strangers on Instagram for massages, as he has done more than 100 times. That's the allegation straight from the complaint. And this is written by the lawyer that represents all 24 of these plaintiffs. So I'm assuming this allegation that he's gone to social media more than 100 times to seek out random strangers for massages, that's founded 
on some sort of fact that's been developed in the case. And if that's the case, it's just kind of jarring. And it, and it confirms kind of the know it when you see it. This is what's really going on. He's using these massages as cover for trying to steer them toward a sexual encounter. And as it turns out, 24 of the people objected and were offended and have decided to pursue their rights in civil court. And this is just a mess for the NFL. And I know they've taken paid leave off the table. I think based on everything that's happened in the last week, it may be time to put paid leave back on the table, at least as something to consider while Roger Goodell figures out what to do. That's the exempt list is what you're referring to. Yeah, right? the exempt list doesn't play until these cases are resolved and then a decision is made on discipline. And, hey, if he's determined to fight these cases, they're going to last into 2024. Now, if he's not playing football, there's more months available in the calendar to go to trial. But you're still talking about trying to have 24 separate trials. That is not something you just snap your fingers and do. That takes time. That takes effort. That takes focus if he's determined to fight all of these. Now, if he finds out he's getting put on paid leverage, all of a sudden these cases are going to settle. They're not going to settle for cheap, but I think if he would learn that the league was going to put him on paid leave, that would move this thing toward resolution pretty quickly. Well, I mean, not to be flippant, Mike, but it, it, let's if if Watson gave each one of these accusers a million dollars to to settle, um, he would still be w- one of the more higher paid quarterbacks in the NFL with the money left over from the Browns, guaranteed forty six million. Uh, and and the fact that the Browns backed, uh, you know, gave him uh, a, a cushion with the way the first year of his contract is laid out, apparently, where the only uh, money that can be touched in terms of um, a suspension is just one million of the 46. So oh, you're absolutely right. And it makes a ton of sense. The problem is there have been two other occasions in the life cycle of this litigation where settlement was seriously considered. In April of 2021, they were ready to settle the cases. If you believe what Tony Busby and Rusty Harden, the two lawyers who have negotiated these settlements, are saying, and they, they, they really, for all the things they disagree on, one thing they do agree on is they were ready to settle these cases. Busby wanted a non-disclosure agreement to keep the payments and all of the terms secret, and Rusty Harden didn't want an NDA. Usually it's the other way around. The party that's paying wants the NDA because they don't want the world to know what was paid. I think Harden wanted to be able to thump his chest and say Tony Busby got peanuts, which means these cases had no merit. But they were ready to go if, if Harden just would have agreed to the NDA. That, and it doesn't happen. And look, it, I don't know what the amount was, maybe 10, I don't know, 20, I don't know what it was thousand I'm talking about. But it wasn't much. Then comes late October, early November, when the Dolphins are going to trade for Deshaun Watson, and they have settlements worked out with 18 of the 22 plaintiffs for $100,000 each. All 22 apparently were offered $100,000, and 18 were ready to take it, and Deshaun Watson didn't settle with the 18. He wanted to settle with all or nothing. Now you've got 22, actually 24, and you mentioned a million, and you know what? I, I, I mean... On the surface, given everything we're learning now, I don't know how unreasonable that looks. The problem is he's had two prior occasions where he could have settled these cases for a hell of a lot less. I think psychologically that is a tough bridge to cross. 
and it makes him more likely to just double down, triple down, quadruple down, and fight and fight and fight. That's the problem. And that's why I think paid leave. Not that I'm saying the NFL should use it strategically to force him to settle the cases. I'm saying a natural byproduct of using paid leave would be he probably digs deep and settles the cases. But I just think based on everything that's come out in the last week and what's starting to crystallize in the court of public opinion, that he was using these massages as cover for seeking sexual activity. <laughs> and it was not just a habit. It was pervasive. More than 100, if that's true. I, just, I don't know how you can put him on the football field until these cases are resolved. What do you think the Browns are thinking right now, Mike Florio? What are they thinking? With, with, again, Rusty Harden saying what he said on the radio last Friday locally in the state of Texas in Houston. Like, what are the Browns thinking? Right well, you know, now, publicly, they would continue to say we wouldn't do anything differently because that's what they have to do. But I'd like to think privately there are some raised eyebrows and some tough questions because I don't think they envisioned the dominoes falling the way they did. You know, I, I always point out that they have a person who carries the title chief strategy officer, Baldi Podesta. I assume good strategy is implicit in that, hmm. but I haven't seen a good strategy yet as it relates to how they've handled Deshaun Watson. And I don't think they, they bargained for this thing to unfold the way that it has. And, you know, if they were being honest, they'd probably, they'd probably just go back to the middle of March and not get caught up in that competition to be the one of the four teams that managed to, to get into the finalist position and then ultimately – through $230 million fully guaranteed it to Sean Watson to get him to agree to the trade. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, the Broncos are about to be sold, it looks like, right? Is that uh, what, what's going on with the Broncos? Because, again, this, is, this has I – know, I know we're talking about legal issues involving a quarterback and a sale of a franchise, um, but that does have ramifications in terms of Russell Wilson getting paid and in terms of setting another market for a quarterback and how that can – actually cascade into other quarterbacks looking to get paid right now. So um, what, what's the latest on the Broncos' sale? That you Today's know the deadline for the second round of formal bids. There are four groups left. The thinking is that Rob Walton, the son of Walmart founder Sam Walton, is the favorite. Now, I've been told it's his to lose, and if one of these other groups really wants to try to to outbid him, because it's basically an auction at this point. It's not like the Pat Bowen Trust is going to say to each of these four groups, eh, thanks for playing, but we're just going to keep the team. They have to sell the team. The league wants there to be one owner of the Broncos. The league, I'm surprised at how long the league has, has let this situation linger. And one of the reasons it's been pushed to a head is because the league wants every team to have one person who is fully in charge of the affairs of that franchise. And I saw someone suggest today it's going to go to Walton for $4.5 billion. Well, if one of the other three decide they're going to keep bidding this up higher and higher, you know, it ends up being like JFK's golf clubs. It's going to keep going higher and higher <laughs> until we get to the final point where one party puts the paddle down and the other one goes and collects the golf clubs. So it could go north of $5 billion. It just depends upon whether these other groups decide that they're going to keep pushing it northward. And, of course, Rob Walton hopes the other three tap out and and he can just get it for four and a half billion. So I I was told all along it's going to go for five, and we'll see. Maybe these other three groups aren't going to push it over five, and if they don't, he gets it for four and a half. It's still the the highest price ever paid for a franchise, and it just underscores how much money is available to pay players. I know there's a salary cap, but the cap keeps going up, the values of the teams keep going up, and the curve keeps going up as to what 
quarterbacks are making. And I think the challenge with any of these deals, Rich, whether it's Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, or anyone else, where is the cap now and where is the cap going? Because you don't want to get yourself in a spot where two, three years from now you say, I did a bad deal. And, and I think that's going to be the, the challenge for Russell Wilson. And I've been arguing for years that one of these quarterbacks should get his compensation tied to a fixed percentage of the salary cap. Then he's protected against the cap going up so much that he feels like he doesn't have a fair deal. So is this why Russell Wilson's contract and getting paid is uh, suddenly, you know, uh, on Twitter and on social media? People are texting me about it uh, from friends and just curiosity. I mean, where where did his contract suddenly come to the forefront? Is it is it based on the Broncos sale? I, I think it's just kind of settling in as we work through the the offseason business. He was traded and that was big news. And. When he was traded, there wasn't a, hey, what are they going to do about his contract? It was just, hey, he's now a member of the Denver Broncos. Well, the reality is he's got two years left. And typically what his agent, Mark Rogers, does is negotiates a new deal with one season left on the current contract. So this is coming next year. But from the Broncos' perspective, there's value, Rich, in, in saying, you know, if we do it now, it's going to be cheaper. And if he went, goes out and has a great year, I mean, we've got to pay him either way. Whether there's a good year or a bad year, we've got to pay him. We, we've already done the broader deal here. We've made the trade. This is our guy. If he has a bad year, we're not going to lowball him. We're going to pay him a market value deal. We're going to pay him less if we do it now. Uh, but, but if Russell Wilson's not jostling for a contract, it's $24 million total payout this year. That's a pretty good deal. When you consider Deshaun Watson's going to get 46, asterisk, and Russell Wilson's getting 24, that's a good deal for the Broncos. So, you know, I, if I'm if I'm Russell Wilson, I'd probably rather get the deal done now for certainty. But if you kick it a year and you have a big season, you're going to end up making a lot more over the long haul. Mike Florio here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple of uh, uh, more minutes left with you, sir. Um, you know, I'm I'm high on the the Vegas Raiders for this year. I'm going to talk more about it later on in this hour. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of kicking the tires and what could tear this thing a little bit asunder is, is the Gruden case going to pop up during the season in any way, shape or form and create, you know, questions for players and things like that. W- what's going on with the Gruden case and how it moves forward and w- will it manifest itself during the season at any point for the Raiders? Rich, I believe think? that it will not be an issue at any point this year for the team, because what will happen is the ruling from a couple of weeks ago that, the case doesn't have to go to arbitration, that the case is allowed to proceed in, in a normal courtroom setting, the NFL will appeal that to every higher court. <laughs> it will. It did it with the Rams, the St. Louis relocation litigation. They tried to force it into arbitration. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court declined to hear the case. The Supreme Court declines to hear like 99% of the cases that are submitted to it. But that takes time. And every step, You've got briefing schedules. You've got months that go by. You've got oral argument. Then you wait for your ruling, and then the window opens on the next level of appeal, and it'll take time. And I don't foresee it, and I don't know much about the machinations of the Nevada legal system, but I'd be stunned if this is resolved at any point before mid-2023. And it'll probably be later than that. It's probably two football seasons until we know for sure that – John Gruden's going to go forward with this effort to 
basically find out who ordered the code red by leaking those emails that forced him out as coach of the Raiders. So this thing's going to, it's, uh, you know, smoke him if you got him. This thing's going to take a while. It's going to it's going to go dormant like so many legal cases do. You hear something about it and then you don't hear anything about it for a long time. And then you hear something about it again. I doubt we're going to hear anything about John Gruden other than the NFL has filed an appeal to the next level up in the Nevada court system. We'll hear about that at some point. There'll be briefing. It'll be bogged down just by the general flow of litigation. And, you know, at some point later this year, early next year, uh, there'll be a decision. And if the NFL loses, they'll appeal it to the next level. And then once it gets to the highest court in Nevada, the NFL will roll the dice again trying to get the Supreme Court to take up the case. Because there's, there's going to be an obsession, and the NFL has that obsession, to not have these cases play out in open court, and especially not this one. They don't want the public to know what's in those emails, all of the emails. They don't want the public to know who weaponized those emails, whether it was the league office, whether it was Daniel Snyder, whether it was somebody else. They just don't want that dirty laundry out there. So they will fight as long as they can to try to get the case into arbitration. Last one for you, Mike Florio. You just mentioned the word obsession, so let's talk about Tua. Um, you know, and I, I, I just love the Dolphins storyline that's coming for this season. I love it. Uh, it's kind of under the radar, certainly when you're talking about Lamar's contract, Kyler's contract, the AFC West, Matt Ryan is now in Indianapolis. Russell, again, is uh, to, to talk about the AFC West, where he is. You got Brady, you got Rodgers, you got so much going on. Then you got Tua sitting there with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill. And you, you, you heard Tua kind of get a little salty the other day, bringing up his throw to Tyreek at the end of practice. Um, and did you catch that? Because, you know, it's a reference to what was out there on Twitter. So you're the perfect guy to ask this one to, Mike Florio. My guy, Chris Brockman, asks me every single Friday a what's more likely question. And ask him the what's more likely question, because this, again, I, I can't wait to hear your answer on this. See if you agree with me. All right, Mike, what's more likely? That Tua has 30 combined touchdowns this year. He only has 33 in his whole career. Or he struggles and Brady is the quarterback for Miami in 2023. Oh, wow. Wow. What's Uh, more likely? More likely. He's got 33 total in his career, and we need 30 combined. I think there's a a chance his numbers will go up with Mike McDaniel, but there will still be flaws in his game that McDaniel will do a great job of concealing. I still say between those two it's more likely that he struggles and it's Brady in 2023. Or the first guy you mentioned other than Tua, Lamar Jackson. In 2023. Oh, okay. 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 Ravens. If the Ravens don't get this deal done with him, and and he's made it clear he doesn't want to negotiate this season, there's going to be a window of opportunity for them to finally do this after the season, assuming he engages. There's going to be a point where I think the Ravens get exasperated. I don't know this. I never know anything life safer that way. I think that at some point the Ravens are going to throw their hands in the air and say, "We got to move on. If this guy's not going to take our money, we just have to move on." You tag him and you trade him and you maybe trade him to the Miami Dolphins if they're looking for an upgrade over two after this season. Uh, <laughs> and so yes. it, and so it's like one big taking your talents to South Beach. Tyreek's there. Everybody's there. Just add Lamar, and that's that's part of the the over the shoulder lurking looming presence. Not Brady, but Lamar from Miami. Potentially, but sure. look, this is no excuses. 
year for Tua. And, you know, last year it took some time, but I think he eventually got a chip on his shoulder over the Deshaun Watson talk. They won eight out of nine games after the window closed on the Deshaun Watson trade. I think that distraction was bothering him. I think the fact that Brian Flores was fixated on getting Tua out and Deshaun Watson in was an issue for Tua. I, at some point, he's just got to internalize it the way Tom Brady would. Get pissed off. And, and that's why I like the chippiness we saw last week, because it's an indication that that's what he's doing. The question is, can he physically do it? Can he stay healthy? Can he make a big throw in a big spot? You know, the McDaniel offense is going to be easy to operate in the shorter area. When it's time to put one through the keyhole, 30 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill, can Tua do it? That's, that's when we're going to know whether or not he's the answer after this season. But he's got no excuses. They've improved the... Offensive line, the receivers, the running backs. The defense is the same, and it was awesome last year. They still have the same defensive coordinator. So if they fail this year, it's going to be easy to, to take the dotted line right back to Tua, and then the question becomes, what do they do next year? Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, who knows? Uh, it's an attractive destination. If they're looking for a quarterback next year, Rich, that's going to be the number one destination for a guy that's looking to get out of the spot that he's in. Although Brady would be taking a pay cut. Pretty much, honestly, <laughs> well, yeah, like Fox is waiting for leverage for your free agency deal next year. When they offer you money, it's like, yeah, but I can get thirty-seven and a half million to just go sit in the booth and not get hit. Yeah, man, great stuff, Mike Florio. Thanks for the food for thought. Appreciate that. There you go, Mike Florio. Everybody. Well, that's a new. That's a that's a that's a nifty little curve. We haven't thought about that one. Again, they franchise tag him, and Lamar's like, oh, yeah, this is not working here for me. I want to go. He's born in, born in Pompano Beach, Florida. He's a, floor, he's a Florida kid. Went to Louisville. Wound up getting drafted by the Ravens, winning an MVP there. His MVP season, Chris. Look up his MVP season. That would be 2019, 19. right? Because it's been Rodgers last two years. Look up his game log, Chris. His first game of 2019. Oh, it was Miami at five touchdowns. Bingo. And I was on here saying, like, do it against a real team. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. And the Dolphins would be all. He had a perfect passer rating that day, too. Poor Tua, salty Tua. Let's go, salty Tua. (laughs) You believe some, some, uh, some, I, I, I don't know. I, I it, it caught him got on my timeline because mm-hmm. you know I said I love salty too it's going to work with salty too I said that Thursday and then Friday you asked me what's more likely thirty combined touchdowns for two or Brady's a quarterback in twenty twenty three and I said and you said Brady, Brady. Yeah. that the, some uh, site that covers the Dolphins mm-hmm. accused me of going full wrestling heel turn in twenty four hours on two and on that I that I was in on two and on. And then I go wrestling heel turn on him. As the, as the resident wrestling, have I ever been a wrestling heel turn? Am I a wrestling heel turn? As the resident wrestling expert here, here that is you didn't go heel turn on him. You just, I mean, you literally you've done nothing but praise this guy, I, but you just stated I, the fact. I and know that that I believe in salty to it, but do I believe thirty combined touchdowns for him this year? Or what is more likely that Brady shows up there and who knew an old Joker's wild fra- uh, phrase of going off the board. Joker's Wild. Usually it's for it was for fifty dollars back then. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Joker's Wild off the board. Mike Florio off the board and says Lamar Jackson instead. Wow. Oh baby. All right, I'm putting up a poll. 
What is what? What's if the, the poll? Dolphins have Lamar this season? Are they Super Bowl contenders? At Rich Eisen Show, yay or nay? I, t- come- I tagged Lamar. We'll see. Okay, very good. <laughs> is this, I don't know it, about you, but that looked like money. <laughs> is this Jack Barry or Bill Cullen's jokers? Uh, Jack Barry. Okay. He's a little bit longer. Yes. With the show. yes, indeed. Uh, or, or, I, don't think, I don't think it's Snoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely more than $50 you go off the board for with <laughs> in these days. All right, we'll take a break. Overreaction Monday, baby. Monday. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Mm. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this uh, Monday in June. Here we go. First Monday in June of uh, 2022. Um, It's a Monday, so it's a time, as always, for overreaction. Monday here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Hit it. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. What do you got over there, Christopher? You know, what, I, have, I, what have you cooked up over there? All right. Well, Rich, you're down with the NFL themes lately. Uh, so we went all NFL again today. I like it. Uh, I, I like Sean it. McVay. Have you heard of him? Yes. He, had a, he got married over got the Got married over the weekend here in Los Angeles. Yes, indeed. Okay. So he kind of had some comments where he said he's he's not that interested in trying to chase down Bill Belichick's win total. And Shula's too, right? Yeah, okay. not interested in being the all-time wins leader in NFL history. Sean McVay is only 36 years old, guys. He has 55 wins already in his career. Okay. 
Bill Belichick, when he got his 55th win, he was 50 years old and already had a Super Bowl title. How about that? How about that? So my overreaction is this. Sean McVay, he's not going to get the win total, but he's going to get to half of Bill's Super Bowl total. Half of the Super Bowl total? So he's going to... Are we including his assistant coach rings as well? Uh, I was just counting head coach. I was counting six head coaches, but... So he he needs two more Super Bowls to get there? I don't think that's an overreaction at all. You don't? No, I don't. He's already 36. He's flirting with the with the booth already. He's talking maybe early retirement. I don't know. I think he does love coaching. You know, he's he loves Los Angeles. He loves living here. He's got a team that can win for a while. He's got a general manager who knows how to f the picks and they keep got an the thing going. Team. They got an older team. Um, I understand that, but I think that they're he. I'll say that's not an overreaction. I thought you were going to say he was going to coach only 10 more years or something like that. No, I'm, I'm kind of like I, I don't know. I mean, around let's, saying, let's, I was, I don't let's know. put it this way. Let's put it this way. If I set uh, McVay's Super Bowl win total at three and a half. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the clock on McVay if I can. And I have no insight into this whatsoever. The clock on Sean McVay is the next time a seat opens up in a major National Football League partners booth. Okay. So take a look at how long Romo's contract is. Take a look how long Aikman's contract is. Take a look how long Herb Street's contract Herbie. is at Amazon. And obviously Fox has got a seat for a while. And however long Brady wants to continue making $37.5 million a imagine year. imagine all 10 years. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, so yeah. if a seat opens up. And they throw Brady type of money at Sean McVay or even remotely in that neighborhood, then Sean McVay might sit there and think coaching isn't all that it's cracked up to be anymore. Because why else would he stop doing it? If those seats are not available if those seats are not available, you know, maybe he keeps doing doing it until C becomes available. So two in the next four or five years, that's a that's a tall order. Because, you know, there's only been one team that's won three out of the last four, three out of four, and that's the Brady-Belichick team that last went back-to-back. But if you're just saying for his entire career, entire career I'll say that's three. not an overreaction. Right. Tough to win in the NFL. Ask Dallas. Uh, all right, next up, guys. What a broadside. You're, you just sitting there, you're just sitting there. What, what happened? You just sit there, baby, sitting in a corner over there, and he's just like, well, why, are you, why are you going in that direction? What's- what Haters hate, Rich. That's what they do. They hate. What Continue. Continue. Man, you better bit. keep rooting for my Warriors because it's going to get tough in here. <laughs> Otherwise, what else? Hey, Packers are having a mandatory minicamp this week. Yes. See who's going to be present? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be present, guys. Fresh off victory at the match. How about this one? Aaron Rodgers is going to tie Brett. You think he's got no pressure. Zero pressure this no year. No pressure. Zero pressure this year. Zero and point. no Devontae Zero. Adams. He has no pressure. He has no pressure and no, no Devontae Adams. Correct. Okay. Rodgers is going to tie Brett Favre and win his third straight MVP. That's a tall order, though. Just on, on odds alone. Odds are to use the... Uh, um, Oh, do you, Draymond do you Green. Want odds? Is that what you were? No. Were you well, indirectly well, yeah, asking sure. me for odds? I mean, you, you do have that, but odds are that that's not going to happen. Who is the odds on favor to win the MVP award in uh, 2022? Your odds on right favor now? right now is one Josh Allen at 5 to 1. Dak Prescott. Justin Herbert 
is uh, eleven to two. That's five and a half. Yeah. That's a that's a Justin Herbert. Okay, Patrick Mahomes uh, nine to one. Joe Burrow eleven to one. Yeah, that's my choice too. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both have the same odds. They were teammates in the match. Yeah, I would go with Josh Allen. I would go with Josh Allen too. So so that's an overreaction. Yeah, let's move on. I'd go Josh Allen. Dak Prescott twenty five to one. If I had to choose, even just a, from the match, who's who's got the best odds to win the MVP this year from just the match? I would go with Josh Allen too. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. he's good. So there you go. But how about that? That Aaron Rodgers reporting for mandatory minicamp after signing for a fifty million dollar a year contract. That's news. Of course, he's going to be there. Everybody, Ariel AX, he's got zero pressure on him. I can, I will continue to say that I have totally talked myself into that. But why, though? Doesn't every quarterback have some type of pressure? Of course they do, but he's already been there and done that. He's got a one in the case. He's honestly, you want to talk about, you want to talk about greatest. You want to talk about being, you know, uh, having comfort in your career, to paraphrase what Aaron, Aaron Donald just said, the other, the other Aaron. So he's cool with just having that one Super Bowl? I don't think and- he's cool with it, but in terms of him sitting there saying, I've got pressure on me, oh my gosh, I need to do it. He did admit he thinks about retirement all the time. That's what he said, you know, Ernie Johnson. I think about that, too. Are you retiring? Really? <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Who doesn't think about retirement? Mike, Not me. I love Mike it here, Rich. told us he's retiring a dozen times yeah, over every, the years. Every other day. And then you have five other jobs. And then I have five other jobs, and I stay. You and, then you tweet, and then you tweet you about working too work. much. Like, what is, what is I dig it here, Rich. That's an overreaction. I tell you this right now. It's closer than you think. <laughs> okay. That's all. Just give us Again. a heads up. Been oh, hearing no, no, give, me more, give me more of a heads up than when you take days off, which is literally like five seconds. I'm on the phone. Like, I'm on the phone dealing with stuff for our show. Or whatever. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And he just walks up to me as he's walking out the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off the next two I'm days. off the next two days. And I'm really gonna about it. Jason's going to be here the next two days. Or sometimes you'll come in and start the show, and you'll look up, and Feller will no. be sitting there. Yeah. Like, like, what happened? No, I tell Rich now. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Guys, Mac Jones was really good in 2021. He was, he, was, he, was, he was. And now, coming in the during minigame, he's shredded. He doesn't have that little uh, baby gut anymore. The MJ-10 system. Uh, Kendrick, no. Bourne, Kendrick Bourne says he's got swagger and attitude. You like, you like that? <laughs> Matt yeah. Jones got, is going to be even better in 2022. Well, did you hear Matt Patricia might be calling the place? Well, then that, that then I take that back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Patricia's a pretty smart guy. Aaron Oracle, rather, he's an Aaron Oracle is. engineer. Anybody who's got a defensive background that can suddenly call offensive plays, it could be him. What was his career record with the Lions? Dude, forget about that. How it's many different. How many yards did the Eagles uh, get a score have what in do you the mean Super by Bowl? E- what's the metric even better? Like, what do you mean by that? I don't know. I, I just I wanted to hype up. Overreaction. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. How many water duck? How many water duck parades can you swim behind? Well, hopefully, there's another one in like two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, that's so. Good. All right, uh, guys. Uh, I was looking at the Steelers. They have three good quarterbacks on the roster right now. I good might be pushing it, but I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the guy there. I'm going to say Mitch is going to start every game. No shot. This year for the Steelers. Get out of here. Pickett he, sits behind he, him. You won't even start Week One. How about that? <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You think you think you wow. think Kenny starts week one? Absolutely. What? He and his nine inch hands are gonna have his uh, eight and three quarter, eight, eight three quarter inch hands. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm rounding up because he's gonna I be the starter week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> wow. What's more oh of an overreaction? God. What I said? What's more of an overreaction? You choose this, TJ Jefferson. Okay. What I said? What you said. Or what Chris is proposing. Wow. All right, well, I'm gonna put the Trubisky starts every game of an overreaction. or Pickett starts week one. 
What's more wow. of an overreaction? I, me or Brockman? Honestly, knowing the Steelers, wow. I, I'm going to think that maybe your is, yours is a little bit more of an overreaction. All right, says the man who's still waiting on his $20 because Pickett wasn't drafted <laughs> fifth overall. <laughs> In the top five of the draft. I'd How dare it. you? How dare you? Well, I'm just, How look, dare I, you? I I've been backing your play on that. On that you, have you still been paid? Have you not been paid? No, so? I'm never going to get paid. Jeez, Chris. I haven't got to it yet. <laughs> There's an ATM across the hall here. I don't hey, that man, his money. Across the floor. All right, last one. Right last there, one. And there's no line. No line. There's no one here. Except for the guy that was cutting down trees in your shot earlier. I today. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody here. I'm having a take, and he's got a, a, a leaf. You guys, I know you There's guys no know. There's no leaves here. There's no leaves here. I was, was like, where's that leaves? tree no coming leaves. from? Like, I don't remember there is a tree. The only leaf here has been Ryan. That guy's right. still not as good as the guy who mops the the, the cement tile yeah, it just, outside. And it's only right running. behind my window. All right, last I one. hear it. All right, last one. <laughs> Geno Smith, guys, and, and Drew Locker are, are in a quarterback battle in Seattle right now. Yeah, but it's not them. The Seahawks starting quarterback isn't on the roster right now. I'm yeah, backing yeah. our guy. I, I, I still think you're right about that. I agree. I'll go with that. Still not an overreaction. Still not an overreaction. Jimmy Garoppolo excused from being the... Uh, uh, at this 49ers uh, mandatory minicamp. Again, the second time you've taken my... It's okay, Chris. You're, you're you're now 40 minutes away from actually using that. In I your, have so many news items. Fantastic. <laughs> so let's, t- let's a lot uh, going on. So that is not an overreaction. I agree with, I'll agree with you on that one. All right. We have takes. Hot takes, like everybody. Takes. Man. Takes and hot takes. Pick it week one? Pick it week one. Wow. Pick it week one. I think he's going to be. Yes, sir. Trubisky will be there backing up, and he'll be. That's the second time that's happened to him, right? Where he went somewhere, and oh no, uh, or he well, did I, it to someone else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At any rate, let's take a break here. Uh, Rich Eisen show uh, doubling down. It involves Las Vegas. Why not? That's coming up next. Wyatt Russell is going to join us in studio. Hour number three as well. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. James Conn's in that movie. 
What what is for the boys? For the boys, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I don't think they were naming it in homage of Bette Midler, <laughs> Taylor Lewan, and Will Compton. Um, so look, I did a top ten list last week of the top five things that I have talked myself into about the twenty twenty two NFL season. Yeah, you did. And number one on the list is the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win the American Football Conference Western Division. Mm -hmm. That, yes, Russell Wilson has arrived, and Randy Gregory has arrived, and Khalil Mack has arrived, and J.C. Jackson has arrived. And Tyreek Hill may have gone, but Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling have arrived. And the teams have drafted very well in the AFC West. And they're ready to roll. It is the deepest end of the division pool in the NFL. There's no question about it, the AFC West. However, the Las Vegas Raiders have made their own moves. Chandler Jones to go along with Max Crosby. Devontae Adams for crying out loud. Josh McDaniels in his second opportunity of being a head coach. We all know didn't work out for Belichick in his first time. Second time was the charm. You know what I'm saying? So, the autumn wind is a pirate. And just to give you even more of a sense to double and triple down, my colleagues at the NFL Media Group put out this photograph and put it on their Twitter and put it on their Instagram. It is the quarterback, running back, and two pass catchers for each of the four teams in the AFC West. And I know you guys took this to mean like, choose one quarterback, one running back, and two rod receivers from all four to choose your team. I took this to mean which one has the best quarterback, running back, and pass-catching combination. I think both work. Okay. I'm going to do, because I viewed it like, which is the one has the best quartet out of all four teams? And you've got the Chiefs at the top with Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Travis Kelsey. And then you've got the Broncos with Russell Wilson, Javante Williams as the running back. Good young running back. And Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as the wide receivers. The Chargers have Justin Herbert as the quarterback. Austin Eckler, who's a touchdown machine. And then Keenan Allen and our friend uh, Mike Williams, who was on this program the other day. Those are your two pass catchers for the Los Angeles Chargers right there. Mike, hit the yeah, yeah, yeah for show. He doesn't have it. Right. He doesn't have it. He, he, he we, does have it. But we he caught just, him up till, too early. The Raiders, the Raiders have Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller. That's pretty good. And I saw this, and I said to myself, that's who I would choose to go into battle with the quarterback running back, and two pass catchers. Even if you weren't all in on them already? Even if I wasn't all in on them already. And I understand Derek Carr may not be your best quarterback of choice out of Mahomes and Herbert and Russell Wilson. And I'll ask you this question. Why not? I know he hasn't won a Super Bowl like Russell and like Mahomes. And also, you know, Hasn't, didn't come out of the box, out of the gate like Justin Herbert did in his rookie season, although Carr had an MVP campaign built in his early part of his career until his leg snapped. 
for the Jack Del Rio Oakland Raiders. You know, but I'll take Devontae Adams over everybody on that list at the wide receiver position. And Kelsey is who I would take over Waller, but that's not too far off. For pass catcher number two? Hmm. I invite all, any pushback from the floor. Uh, I would say... You're sticking with the team. Don't go Mahomes and Devontae and no, sticking no, no, just no, with I'm the not, teams. you got to stay within the teams. I here. think I would take uh, the Chargers. I would take the Chargers. And I, I, I don't have an argument for you. Yeah, because you can make the case that Herbert uh, upside better than Derek Carr. You can make the case that Eckler is better than Jacobs and that. I think you can make that case. Yeah, and then the Because two- Jacobs, you know, although Eckler a couple years ago got banged up, Jacobs has just been mystified. Jacobs, when Jacobs run this, the football, I've said it before, I'll say it again, he reminds me of Zeke. He's big. He's bigger than you think. Right. He packs a wallop when he hits you. Right. And I know they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and a lot of folks view that as a lack of or, or vote of no confidence. He's also a running back. Yeah, he was also you know, more. You know, his rushing yards went down last year in his third year, but he could stay. He didn't stay healthy. He was Trust more me, invo- I've had him in fantasy yeah. the last two years. But I'm, my point is that he was more involved in the pass game. He had 21 more catches than the previous year, so and he's still getting touches. T.J. Jefferson, you have the floor, sir. Which one of those? You could put it back up again if you yeah, don't mind. Again. I think I know, but let me see it one more Which time. Which AFC West quartet would you choose? Quarterback, I, running back, two pass catchers. I think all things considered, I am. You know, man, I don't think the place downstairs might have frozen over, but I'm rolling with Brockman again on something here. I'm going with the Chargers. Devontae Adams and Darren yeah, 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 for sure. Thank you. There you go. You got Thank the you, drop Mike. now. Devonte Adams Wait, is a I, Vegas Raider. I get, but I think, I think maybe sometimes people don't understand how good Keenan Allen is at football. Uh, he is sublime. That's Keenan the word Allen you is can one use of the best him. route I, runners in the game. He's you. got hand, like so. Devonte Adams might be better than Keenan oh, Allen. You can take the might out. I'm he's sorry. Not. I'm sorry. World's better than Keenan Allen. And especially, we Devontae don't know. Adams is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Yeah, and Keenan Allen is a very close to that no, top. No question, he's terrific. So, and, and we're, and we're, we're talking Mike here. Williams and Waller. That's no, that's close. I think I just Waller I give, is a matchup nightmare yeah. uh, on the level of Kelsey. So I'm giving. I think my advantage comes Eckler and Jacobs. I just put it up one more time too. Put it up one more time. Put it up one more time. Mahomes to. Kelsey is I mean that's as good as it the gets. best quarterback tight end combination in the NFL. I will yeah. say that. And but we don't know how but, Juju but, works in there. Minute, so. But Russell is gonna have to learn that's why what, we didn't pick them. What these guys do uh on the field and second nature stuff. Mm-hmm. Herbert and Allen and Williams have known each other now for every single second that Herbert's been in the league. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr have a sixth sense that goes back to college. And Waller and Carr is a matchup nightmare too. Yeah, but Rich, I, I'm still friends with my four best friends from college, but we haven't spent Ashton. No, we did not oh, go okay. to school together. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, th- that's a long time to not play football with somebody. No matter how tight you might be, and you live new, you know, one guy moves, the other guy buys a house in the neighborhood. That's great, but you ha- still haven't been on the football field together for what six okay. years. So you'll take the Chargers, both of you, over the Raiders. 
Thanks. Combination. So. Okay. By the way, though, it's very close. It's it's a coin toss, really. To be honest. That's another reason why I'm in. Because we picked. No, no, no. no. no that's what it sounded like I, to me, Chris. I, I sound like that, because we picked no, the Raiders again, no, 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 or the it, Chargers. No, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know. I'm just messing no, with No, no, I'm buttoning it all up. Um, I, I'm obviously con- going to continue talking myself into this. I've already done that. So is that the hill you're willing to be like die on? Absolutely. Are, are these Raiders? This is like, oh, yeah. You're willing um, to put all your, your, your everything in that bag? And, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I love it. Bet. The autumn wind is a pirate. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Thanks for calling Rich Eisen. I what, is it blustering right just now? for fun? I'm not just <laughs> blustering just for fun here. I, I I believe it. I'm I'm in. I'm in. And it will be either glorious this fall, or I am gonna take it in the shorts. <laughs> Hit me in my Jimmy. On it. This poem is amazing. It is. <laughs> Steve Sable wrote it. Yeah, he did. And then the music's perfect. Yeah. Incredible. Blustering in from the I mean, scene. With a guy rollicking a song, he sweeps along. Yes. Swaggering, boisterous. And I'm telling you, I look, so I'm seeing everything like that, and I'm using it to bolster my opinion even more. He'll knock you round and upside down mm. and laugh when he's conquered and won. Wyatt Russell, Switch hour Eisen. three, coming up. Boom. Oh, yeah, to play us out. Nobody took the Broncos, did they? Not even twitched in that direction. And Broncos fans are not happy about... Oh, very not happy. About anything that might be, you know... Dude, is disrespect? In my mind, I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see it. I think that's fair. To believe it. I need to see these guys and Russ. I need to see Russ with these guys. I need to see. I mean, it's a first time head coach yeah. with Russell Wilson in a new spot with new receivers and a team that's being sold. I I am not at all saying Russ will not win a Super Bowl in Denver. Not saying that. Oh, I might say that. <laughs> you might say it. And I am not viewing this. I am not viewing this as a vote of no confidence in Russ. I'm just saying. For me, in 2022, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, according to his brother, David, um, they've been trying to get together for five years. They're finally, they've done it. They've done it. And this new head coach knows how to come up with a system that gets the ball out fast. And who's going to have a matchup problem? If you've got your eye on Adams and you've got your eye on Waller, here comes Renfro. Or here comes Jacobs hitting you in the mouth. This is a terrific matchup problem offense right now. So that's why I'm taking them. And the Broncos can have that too. And maybe they'll surprise everybody. I I don't even know if they're making the playoffs this year. And I know that pisses off so many Broncos fans because we're supposed to sit here and go, you got Russ. It's just going to be just like Peyton Manning. You had the whole team ready to go just to add Peyton, and you go and you make two Super Bowls. Uh, I I, I don't see that. I don't see that. But I need to see what Sutton and Patrick and Judy and Williams and Russ look like. The offensive line has got to stop holding, too, a lot. 
but I I can't wait to watch it. Russ in Seattle has started off as incredible. Russ here in Los Angeles on Christmas Day. They're going to be must-see television. Can't wait to watch them. And I hope for you Broncos fans, I'm wrong about 2022.